ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all shapes, sizes, colors, ages, and those visiting from the shadow realm that wish to listen to our podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. this show's frontman and main host. Okay, folks, because Sasha took this past weekend off and she may be taking next weekend off to spend most of the weekend time off with her partner to celebrate her anniversary, as she stated last main episode. And because uh, I'm going to be in Ravenwood, I should say, I'm going to be at the Ravenwood Fair in Clearbrook, Virginia, this upcoming weekend, October 28th and 29th, uh, me and Sasha, I'm not really going to be sure what's going to be happening at least uh, next week. But at least this week, I didn't want to give you two retrospectives in a row or two uh, filler episodes in a row. I figured at least one thing solo, that way y'all have at least something new to listen to, even though it's just me ranting into the ether for the next Oh, God knows how long. And that being said, I know it happened maybe about a week, week and a half ago, if not a little bit longer, depending on when you all listen to this. But I want to touch on New York Comic Con, basically what was said in one panel and how the SAG strike affected another panel and give a little bit of updates in regards to that uh, SAG strike, if you guys and gals out there didn't know. Plus, going to uh, how, uh, in a way, Wizards of the Coast is trying to do the same stupid thing that Marvel Comics and, depending on who you talk to, DC Comics, in a way, did back in the late 80s to up until the late 90s. And thus, even though Marvel and DC learned from their mistakes, in a way... Wizard is doing the same thing, but we'll get to that in a moment. But first, I understand that uh, the mic or the mic cord is giving us issue, and thus you're hearing kind of a, a glitchy audio this week. I do apologize for that. If you want to help out the show, uh, Amazon Wishlist to help us get a new cord at least is down in that description, along with other ways you can help us out, including uh, buying W Energy. Uh, I'll deal with that at the end of the show to, for you guys and gals out there to find out more. But to get back on topic, one of the things that came across my desk in regards to New York Comic Con is, or New York City Comic Con, however you want to look at it, it, it was what Matt, what director, writer director Matthew Vaughn said in his panel in regards to how this box studio may have tricked Hellberry into signing on to X-Men 3. Don't take my word for it as to what happened. Let's hear what Matthew said on that panel. Um, and I, one of the main reasons I actually quit X-Men 3, it's a true story, I don't care if I'm not going to say it, but um, I, I, Hollywood is really political and odd, and I went into one of the executive's office and I saw an X-Men 3 script, and I really knew that it was a lot faster. I was like, what the hell is this, this draft? I went, don't 
dying of no water, she creates a thunderstorm and saves all these children. Alright, that's a pretty cool idea. Um, what is this? And then, oh, it's the Halle Berry script. I mean, okay, because um, she hasn't signed up yet. But once she, this is what she wants it to be, and once she signs up, we'll throw it in the bin. I was like, wow, you're going to do that to an Oscar winning actress to play Storm? I'm out of here. So I quit at that point. Go for it. Um, um, mince but that's not all. He had this to say about Fox and Days of Future Past. And you were going to hang around, weren't you? You were going to direct X-Men Days of Future Past. Well, I was, but Hollywood forgot to tell me after I wrote the damn thing that legally Brian got to direct it first. So that's about that. I went, you know what, I'm not mucking around with Hollywood anymore. I'm going to go do Kingdom. Though we can't comment on the whole Days of Future Past thing, we can comment on what Vaughn said in regards to the whole uh, tricking help Barry thing. You have to figure, it, that, even though it's kind of surprising Fox did this with Hal Barry, it kind of isn't. It, studios have been doing this for years, from Keanu Reeves to Ryan Reynolds and many others in the industry. So it's nothing new. If you know stories of uh, studios forcing actors or actresses to do something, let us know in uh, it, in the comment section down below, whether it be on uh, a site such as Good Pods or, hell, drop a a comment on our Facebook on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. Links are in the description down below. But to go on to the other panel that had a little bit of controversy surrounding it, or had the fanboys and fangirls up in arms, and that was the, though we can't comment on the whole Days of Future Past thing, we can comment on what Vaughn said in regards to the whole uh, tricking help Barry thing. You have to figure, it, that, even though it's kind of surprising Fox did this with Hal Berry, it kind of isn't. It, studios have been doing this for years, from Keanu Reeves to Ryan Reynolds and many others in the industry. So it's nothing new. If you know stories of uh, studios forcing actors or actresses to do something, let us know in uh, it in the comment section down below, whether it be on uh, a site such as Good Pods or, hell, drop a a comment on our Facebook on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. Links are in the description down below. But to go on to the other panel that had a little bit of controversy surrounding it, or had the Fanboys and fangirls up in arms, and that was the the Ewan McGregor panel. Uh, for those of you who don't know, McGregor played Obi Wan Kenobi in the prequel movies, and he was in the Obi Wan show, and so forth and so on. And the fans were up in arms that he didn't talk anything about Star Wars being Obi Wan, and so forth and so on. Why? Because of the strike still going on to this very day as of this recording. And, well, I can understand the fans' reaction to it, but they can't blame McGregor 
in the least in regards to this. Just like, hey, let me say this. Let me separate myself from this before we lead into the SAG strike and what's going on with that bull crap in right now. Instead, we had our own issues with this stemming from what happened this past, I want to say, uh, July, August at the uh, Four State Comic Con in Harrisburg. And for those of you who are new, it's like, what happened at Four State Comic Con in Harrisburg? Well, we got a chance to record uh, what we have to kind of say right now is the Mental Health Awareness Panel, or Mental Health Forever Panel, quote, unquote. Why? Because we cannot call it in any way, shape, or form, or promote it as the Power Rangers Forever Panel, due to the fact that Power Rangers is struck by SAG, and SAG uh, AMTP, or whatever the heck it is, due to the strike. Because Power Rangers is that struck property, we can't promote it as what it should be. A Power Rangers panel. They, he couldn't talk about Star Wars or anything he worked on because they're struck properties. And the fans are pissed. And uh, I'm getting tired of, you know, hearing about this because, yeah, we can mention Star Wars or something along those lines, but a lot of these people that are doing panels and answering questions, mind you, at the meet and greet, while McGregor is signing autographs, he could talk about Star Wars all he wants. Just that in a panel, he can't talk about it. Uh, because that's what was told, at least uh, how it was explained to me by several YouTubers and by those uh, two young ladies that were at Four State and their manager saying, hey, at the table, they would be more than happy to answer your questions in regards to, you know, uh, anything Power Rangers. Just that in the panel, they cannot talk anything about Power Rangers because Power Rangers is struck. They can get trouble by SAG. And thus we, because we asked to record, we were happy to oblige to censor the one slip-up. And But those that recorded the panel, via video and or live-streamed it, yeah, that actress that slipped up could get in trouble by SAG. I heard just slipping up by saying one little thing. McGregor could, in essence, also get in trouble by saying something about Star Wars or anything, any project that he's currently working on. Now, you're probably also asking, why did Vaughn be able to talk about uh, Star uh, X-Men and so forth and so on? Well, he's a writer, he's a director, he's allowed. That strike, the uh, writer strike is over with. He doesn't have to worry about talking about stuff he's, he's working on or anything out that is uh, uh, he's working on in regards to a writer, director, etc., etc. So, and how does this lead into the whole SAG strike? Well, about, again, about a week to two weeks ago, uh, give or take, now, as of this recording, they were to be back in talks in regards to uh, what happened. But the best way I can, I can say this, um, the studios and Netflix pretty much said, we're, we're going to take the deal. But SAG had a pretty much this to say. I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. To which... 
studios such as Warner Brothers, Paramount, and streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, and even the ones that own streaming services like Disney said the following. Screw you guys, I'm going home. And pretty much got up and left. All kidding aside, what did SAG actually say that made the studios get up and pretty much walk out? And that was um, what happened to step back a few steps. Uh, when everybody sat down for the meeting, the studios pretty much were ready to, like I said, ready to accept the deal and sign on the line what the union had to offer. It's what happened when they were picking up pens to take the deal. The deal, the new deal that, for whatever reason, the those representing the union said, uh, yeah, that was the old deal. We're here with a new deal now. The, the new deal is pretty much the same as the old, under, with the exception of one thing. You guys that have a streaming service and that are charging for said streaming service, you're only giving us X amount of money per subscriber. Now, this is where things get iffy. I've heard anywhere between 50 cents to a dollar fifty per subscriber. Whether or not that was, again, depends on who you talk to, a flat fee or a per month fee, meaning, uh, let's take the the middle of the road, a dollar, whether it's a dollar per month per subscriber, meaning if uh, Netflix has 10 million people, yes, I know it's low, subscribing to them, they have to uh, pay this the union $10 million per month. Now, uh, again, depending on who you talk to and what the rumor is, it is it ranges between money going into the coffers for, you know, health, those who can't afford use that month, or it's going to help pay for, you know, the folks like Fran Dresser, that's the president of the union, uh, secretaries, advertising, etc., 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 or the next, it's going to go to the actors and actresses that for the next time things are, you know, go to strike. I don't know what that, uh, no one right now knows what that, you know, 50 cents to $1.50 is going to go, go to. Uh, so for, like I said, the studios, when they heard it, went, you know what, we were ready to accept, screw you guys, we're out. But today, like I, I think I said, today, right now, they, they were supposed to uh, have talks, or go back to the talking, uh, the table, to discuss things and renegotiate. So who knows? And there's even more drama going on um, between that last deal and this deal. Uh, some of the uh, higher, you know, the AAA actors like George Clooney and a few others were, you know, uh, giving some of their money to the unions for the folks to, you know, help and various reasons. Like, hey, here, or again, depending on who you talk to, they were going, you know, listen, here's a bunch of money, shut the hell up, get this off the deal, this stupid uh, 50 cent deal, uh, whatever it is, get it off, just sign the waiver, what they had, 
let's get this over with so we can get back to work. Or, depending on, again, depending on who you talk to, they were like, all right, there's a couple of million dollars, let us work. But for everybody else, they have to, you know, sit down by the wait side. And, you know, like babies that they have to be, if you want to call them freaking babies, Fran Drescher and those behind the, the union decided, you know what? It's going on Halloween. You guys and gals out there cannot dress up as any characters that you've done. Meaning, someone like Ryan Reynolds can't dress up as Deadpool. Uh, Ewan McGregor can't, you know, dress up as Obi-Wan. You know, stuff like that. And Marky Roberts can't dress up as Barbie. None of that. And... In true to form, Ryan, Rebel, Re, uh, Ryan Reynolds pretty much said, you know what, when my kid dresses up, uh, I'll be ha happy to uh, start screaming scab at my kid so that uh, my kid get used, gets used to it now. And which uh, friend Drescher and those uh, leading the sack said, no, 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 no. But we, the kids are allowed to dress up whatever they want. Your kids are allowed to, it's you who can't dress up. But thing is, you sag, those behind SAG right now are being petty and being greedy. Now, it was where it once was the studio's fault. It's now more along the lines, it's getting to be more and more SAG's fault, too, and everything. The, the fans are starting to get pissed regards to everything, and that's not right. When the fans get pissed, fans get pissed. And when fans get pissed, Granted, studios and some of the actors, or a lot of the actors, don't give a rat's rear end in regards to what goes on. But hopefully, things will die down, and uh, both sides finally see the, see uh, see reason. But the damage is already done. It's going on. Yes, it's been over a hundred days, if not at a hundred days as it is. Uh, in another three months, it's. It's been over three months. It's going to go on closer to six, probably. And if it hits close to six months, then you, it, it, from a lot of folks are saying it's already screwed up this season of television, uh, which is true. Or it's going to uh, screw up what's going to be happening like mid-season stuff, which is already probably true, and more, if not more than likely. It's going to. It's already screwed up the. Uh, it's already screwed up the winter movie season, for the most part. It's going to screw up the summer blockbuster season, from what a lot of people are saying. Uh, so, that's that's going on. But, uh, in regards to the whole aspect, let's move away from the strike. This is something that me and Sasha can dive into when she finally gets back on air. Do a couple of recaps, get caught up. Uh, if she wants to talk about it, if not, she wants to talk about new stuff. But either way, let's talk about what's happening with Wizards of the Coast in regards to how they are trying to get history to repeat itself. Even though some people are saying uh, history in regards to comics is already repeating itself. But what happened for those of you youngins out there back in the early 90s, early to mid 90s, and it kind of lasted until about the early 2Ks, is that uh, what Marvel was doing in Again, in a little ways, DC was, uh, depending on who you're talking to, is the whole comics crash of the 90s. 
uh, and what led to that was that uh, uh, Marvel and a little bit of DC was trying to, mostly Marvel that was doing it, they separated themselves from the distributors, like, we'll, we'll do our own distribution, uh, they were putting out cover after cover after cover to get things, you know, to bring in money, everything was speculative, uh, and thus, you know, it, it kind of brought Marvel to the brink, if not, they did hit bankruptcy. To the brink of bankruptcy, if not, they did go bankrupt. It wasn't, if it wasn't for pure luck and uh, the uh, 2000s and restructuring that they managed to dig themselves out of that hole and the whole aspect of the Marvel movie uh, genre coming in, like Iron Man, the Hulk, all of it, uh, MCU bringing them back from the brink. Not to mention Disney buying Marvel uh, to bring them back from the brink in order to them quite possibly, depending on who you talk to, head right back to said brink. But this time around, it took them 20 years to do that. But they're making a whole new set of mistakes. But I digress. Back to Wizards of the Coast. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Wizards of the Coast is, they make, uh, they are... And they are owned by Hasbro, and Wizards of the Coast also runs Magic the Gathering. They also run uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, amongst other things. But they're mostly mo known for Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. But they're asking, well, how are they re repeating or they're doing Marvel's mistakes? Well, it's come out over the past few weeks that they told. One of their distributors, it was Penguin Books, that was uh, distributing. The, they, Penguin was their main distributor to get them into stores such as uh, Walmart and Target and some of these uh, discount places. Um, but for whatever reason, well, we kind of know, they wanted to make all the money from themselves and not let have, you know, uh, not let... Uh, Stores and uh, online places get make the money. You know they they want to cut the middleman because what Penguin was doing uh, was selling to again Walmart, Target, and Amazon. That's where why if you went to Walmart or Target or you went to Amazon, you were getting the books instead of at fifty dollars, you were getting them for like twenty five, thirty dollars. Which for folks getting into it, not having that much money, spending twenty dollars or twenty third like twenty to thirty dollars is a hell of a lot cheaper than fifty or sixty dollars. So uh, that's a good deal now because a Wizard of the Coast wants to uh, make more money. They decide, you know what? This is what we're going to do. We're ditching, you know. Uh, Penguin as a distributor. We're going to distribute it ourselves. And what we're also going to do is uh, kind of do a bunch of crossovers between, you know, uh, license out or buy licenses to do uh, X, Y, and Z. Uh, like right now for Magic the Gathering, there's a Doctor Who line of Magic the Gathering cards that you can buy. Stuff like that. That's what they're doing. They're doing these crossovers. They're doing everything else. And 
again, depending on who you are talking to, they're not like, um, they're not liking it. And there was this uh, major Magic the Gathering online distributor that was doing this for the better part of 15, 20 years, selling packs, selling individual cards. They said, you know what? We're done. We're not making as much money as we were in regards to the cards, the packs, and everything else. We're done. We're not selling Magic the Gathering anymore. And this particular company was one of their biggest sellers. Which, let me say this, folks. I got to go into another tangent to explain their logic. Uh, because it was explained to me. When a lot of these stores, like whether it be your local hobby shop, your local comic shop, or what have you, their profit margin off of a statue, a pack of cards, or a comic is very small. Literally small. Meaning, if that Funko Pop or that figure that they are selling is, let's say, $15.00. They had to buy it for like 12 for them to sell, to buy it. Meaning, if they went to Funko, it's like, yeah, we want, you know, a bunch of these pops, these pops, and these pops. Yeah, uh, it's $12 a pop, uh, pun intended, and you guys are going to be selling them for 15 So, that's how it is, and... But I know some of you are like, no, but they, places like Walmart sell them like for cheaper. Now, here's the fact. I don't want to hear that argument, the whole aspect of, well, Walmart buys them in bulk. Target buys them in bulk. Amazon buys them in bulk. That's how they get stuff for cheaper, like figures and cards. No, it, the reason why they sell them for cheaper, because, Places like Walmart, Target, and maybe even Amazon sell them for cheaper is because, one, they could have a distributor like Penguin selling it to them for cheaper, but if they can't sell it for cheaper, they know that you're going to buy, like at, for, at Walmart or Target, milk, eggs, that shirt you need for work, extra underwear, socks, or what have you to make up for any prices. Case in point, when there were record shops or independent record shops still around, they might still be around in some areas. Companies such as Warner Brothers uh, or uh, Sony or BMG, when they go, their reps go out to sell albums, whether it be Tyler Swift, Tyler Swift, Five Finger Death Punch, or whomever is out there right now, doing their thing. What happens is, they say, hey, you, Mr. or Mrs. Mom and Pop record shop, you're selling this CD for $15. You sell it for less than $15, we're finding you $500 for each CD or record you're selling under that amount. They go to Walmart and Target or whatever you what have you, and tell them the same thing. The only difference between that mom and pop shop and that Walmart or Target 
is that Walmart and Target are, are buying millions and millions of copies, whereas the, that mom and pop shop is buying maybe about five or six. And the reason why Walmart and Target will get, you know, hey, we'll sell this for 10 bucks on sale today. Well, if the record company like Warner Brothers or BMD finds out or Sony finds out, they're like, well, you sold a uh, uh, hundred of these, so that's uh, $500,000 U.S. Walmart's going to just write that check and go, there you go, there's your money. Uh, main reason is because they made their money off of milk, eggs, uh, clothing, other electronics. Therefore, they don't have to worry about it. They're making money hand off a fist, whereas that mom and pop shop, can't. They have to go by that price. So, whereas with that mom and pop hobby shop or comic shop, yes, it's important to buy from them, but the aspect of them giving you a deal is special. They might say, you know what, $13 instead of 15 And you think it's a deal. They're making probably a dollar or 50 cents off that. And also, give point in regards to these uh, uh, bigger stores like Walmart, Mart, um, Target, and all that. Give you a better example. I know this is because I used to work for Coles way back in the day. I used to work for not just yeah Coles, not just the store, their distribution center. I got a pack when I was working and receiving. Got a pack of a pair, um, a box full. It was, I won't say a box full, it was a box of five of women's undergarments. And according to the sheet that we I had looked at, it said the cost of these item, five items in this box was a total of $1.25. That's right. These Five pieces of clothing cost Coles at that time, let's say back in 2004, $1.25 for five bits of wind undergarments. The total cost for each one of those undergarments was $20. That's right. Retail, if you went into Coles and bought those same items, you'd pay $100 for all five. So, Coles uh, would have paid made a profit of over $98 on those products, the sale of those products. Yes, they have overhead like uh, electricity, rent, etc. But on that product, they made a product a profit of over $98. And that's what helps the store maintain the their overhead with collectibles such as comics, uh, statues, T-shirts, etc. That overhead, is, that profit is very small. They're they're lucky if they're making a dollar or two all over it. That's why you see a lot of comic shops uh, sell older issues because sometimes those older issues are what brings in the people. Yes, it's a GameStop model, meaning. They could buy a older issue of X-Men that may be worth 
10 to $15 for like five bucks and make a $5 profit or a dollar and make a $10 profit or a $9 profit, that's what helps them keep the lights on. But still, buy new, if you're able to afford new comics, new shirts, and so forth and so on, yeah, do that. Or go to a local con, support your indie artist, because a lot of what they sell is, is on par with a lot of the mainstream stuff. You'll hear me and Sasha talk about it the whole time. But back to the whole uh, uh, of the Coast deal. A lot of fans are getting pissed about this, or a lot of folks that are uh, are talking about this are saying, this is the same move what Wizards of the Coast is doing with all these variant cards and various, you know, pulling their distributors away so they can make all these new money themselves and increase their profits. Supposedly, they are just like, hey, we're going to do this ourselves. And there, a lot of folks are saying, hey, this is what Marvel did back in the 1990s. And they almost went bankrupt. If not, they did go bankrupt. So a lot of folks like myself, and we're keeping an eye on Wizards of the Coast. Whether or not Wizards is going to go bankrupt, I don't know. If they keep uh, screwing around, and they're going to find out that, hey, uh, us, you know, them charging $50, $60 for a physical copy of book. Well, talking about that for a second. From some of the sources I've been hearing, they're taking away the whole physical media. Or what they're going to do is, well, we're going to give you PDFs. We're going to sell those PDFs for $50, $60. And we're going to sell the hardcovers for $50, $60. The fans are going to... We're going to sell those hardcover stuff maybe through our maybe through our site. There's still folks that like physical media like myself. Yes, it's easy to snag uh, PDFs or visit Uncle Tony and get a PDF off of him. Yeah, if uh, I'm able to do that through Uncle Tony or visit the the Bay of Pirates and get the latest book from them and go to a place and print it out, I will do that. I'll make my own books with uh, title cards and blackjack and hookers. But I, sans the blackjack and hookers. I had to make the uh, Futurama reference. But you can do that. If you have a printer that's able to print out 200 pages of a book or 300 pages of a book, they, people will do that. Uh They'll go out, they'll buy binders and make their own hard copies. It's it's what I think prisoners do. Uh, because they don't have, they have access to D&D, but they can't have the books because of the maps. But either way, that's all I have for now. I hope you enjoyed this show. Stay tuned for next week where we'll have a special episode this upcoming Monday uh, featuring... Sasha and a special guest talking about kind of spaghetti horror or the spaghetti uh, zombie movies. You'll, I'm sure you guys and gals out there will enjoy it. I might put up a uh, a filler episode and, on Wednesday or something like that. 
but I don't know how things will fall. Uh, there might be brand new episodes all new next week that uh, are original and everything else, no lost media stuff. But we'll find out what rest of uh, next week holds. Who knows? But the shadow knows. But uh, either way, check us out. If you want to support the show, whether it's getting new cords or new mics or what have you, uh, again, all our, our tip jar, link to our tip jar is in the description. Our Amazon wish list is in the description. All, everything's there if you can afford it. Uh, we have a Patreon that's $3 uh, plus our sponsor, Dubby, is uh, there willing for you to take orders, uh, take your order. Just use code LCMP at checkout. Uh, but if you want to find out what the link is for Dubby Energy, I can tell you. It is D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. And again, use LCM Podcast for 10% off your order. And that order helps to show out. Uh, everything goes to you, like stuff like buying new car cords, new mics, uh, going to events like Ravenwood, and so forth and so on. Uh, so find out more about us. All our social media links are in there as well from Twitter, to TikTok, to YouTube, and more. Feel free to check all that out. Give them a click. Find out more about us. Don't be like those folks out there that don't listen to any of our audio content or watch any of our videos or even visit our social media and want to spread lies and misinformation about us. And it's because of them we always say we are the most hated mafia-themed geek podcast out there. Yet, for now, all I can say, other than good night, see you next episode, whether it be a filler or not, is this. I'm a gamer. I'm wearing a bikini. See you next time on the Long Coat Mafia.